Hey, and thanks for listening to the Playbook for Men show. I'm your host, Dee Lauderdale. Uh, this episode is going to do be something I don't normally do. I'm just going to read you something that I didn't write. But there's a reason behind it. This uh, article that I'm about to read to you was done back in 1899. And keep that in mind because it actually is the secret to getting ahead even today. If you're the guy that uh, is constantly thinking that the world is against him, that uh, the reason he can't get ahead is because the boss hates him or all of the other various excuses that we can use, this is going to be a good one for you to listen to. It's also going to be good for the young guy who's out there who's working hard in school or maybe he's finished his degree or some training and now he's beginning his career. All those things are good and I want you to continue to get your degree. Those are important. Get that training. But it's only half of the story. In fact, I would say it's even the lesser half of the story. And what you're going to hear about in this uh, note that I'm going to read you is actually the most important part. It really is the key to success. It's the key to being the guy who never is in line for layoff. Uh, it is the key to getting ahead in the business world. So uh, take a listen. But now remember a couple of things as I read through this. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is, again, this was written in 1899. So the... Uh, the English is a little different than what we're accustomed to. Uh, pardon me. Got to get a drink of water. Um, there are going to be some words in there that you're probably going to have to go look up. In fact, if you want to know what some of the words are, if, if my pronunciation uh, butchers them, just go to playbookformen.com and uh, you'll see this written out and you can go in and check it out. But just kind of focus in on it and um, follow this story. And if you're not a student of history, this may make you want to go and read a little bit about uh, Spanish-American War and President McKinley and some other things that were going on. But without further ado, uh, written by Elbert Hubbard, this is a message to Garcia. And all this Cuban business, there is one man who stands out on the horizon of my memory like Mars at Perileon. When war broke out between Spain and the United States, it was very necessary to communicate, communicate quickly with the leader of the insurgents. Garcia was somewhere in the mountain vastness of Cuba, but no one knew where. No mail nor telegraph message could reach him. The president must secure his cooperation and quickly. What to do? Someone said to the president, there's a fellow by the name of Rowan who will find Garcia for you if anybody can. Rowan was sent for and given a letter to be delivered to Garcia. Now, how the fellow by the name of Rowan took the letter, sealed it up in an oilskin pouch, strapped it over his heart, in four days landed by night off the coast of Cuba from an open boat, disappeared into the jungle, and in three weeks came out on the other side of the island, having traversed a hostile country on foot and delivered his letter to Garcia, are things that I have no special desire now to tell in detail. The point I wish to make is this. McKinley gave Rowan a letter to be delivered to Garcia. Rowan took the letter and did not ask, where is he at? By the eternal, there is a man whose form should be cast in deathless bronze and the statue placed in every college of the land. It is not book learning young men need, nor instruction about this and that, but a stiffening of the vertebrae which will cause them to be loyal to a trust, 
to act promptly, concentrate their energies, and do the thing, carry a message to Garcia. Garcia, General Garcia is dead now, but there are other Garcias. No man who has endeavored to carry out an enterprise where many hands were needed, but has been well nigh appalled at times by the imbecility of the average man, the inability or unwillingness to concentrate on a thing and do it. Slipshot assistant, foolish attention, dowdy indifference, and half-hearted works in the rule. And no man succeeds unless by hook or crook or threat he forces or bribes other men to assist him or mayhap. God in his goodness performs a miracle and sends him an angel of light for now sitting in your office. Six clerks are within call. Summon one and make this request. Please look in the encyclopedia and make a brief memorandum for me concerning the life of Coriego. The clerk will quietly say, yes, sir, and go do the task. On your life, he will not. He will look at you out of a fishy eye and ask one or more of the following questions. Who was he? Which encyclopedia? Where is the encyclopedia? Was I hired for that? Don't you mean Bismarck? What's the matter with Charlie doing it? Is he dead? Is there any hurry? Shouldn't I bring you the book and let you look it up for yourself? What do you want to know for? And I will lay you 10 to 1 that after you have answered the questions, and explain how to find the information and why you want it, the clerk will go off and get one of the other clerks to help him to try to find Garcia, and then come back and tell you there is no such man. Of course, I may lose my bet, but according to the law of average, I will not. Now, if you are wise, you will not bother to explain to your assistant that Coriego is indexed under the C's, not in the K's, but you will smile sweetly and say, never mind, and go look it up for yourself. And this incapacity for independent action, this moral stupidity, this infirmity of the will, this unwillingness to cheerfully catch hold and lift are the things that not pure that put pure socialism so far into the future. For if men will not act for themselves, what will they do when the benefit of their effort is for all? A first mate with knotted club seems necessary, and the dread of getting the bounce Saturday night holds many a worker to his place. Advertise for a stenographer and nine out of ten who apply can neither spell nor punctuate and do not think ne- it necessary to. Can such one write a letter to Garcia? You see that bookkeeper said the foreman to me in a large factory? Yeah, what about him? Well, he's a fine accountant, but if I'd send him uptown on an errand, he might accomplish the errand all right and on the other hand, might stop at four saloons on the way, and when he got to Main Street, would forget what he had been sent for. Can such a man be entrusted to carry a message to Garcia? We have recently been hearing such modeling sympathy expressed for the downtrodden Denzians of the sweatshop and the homeless wanderers searching for honest employment, and with it all often go many hard words for the men in power. Nothing is said about the employer who grows old before his time in a vain attempt to get frowsy ne'er-do-wells to do intelligent work, and his long, patient striving with help that does nothing but loaf when his back is turned. In every store and factory, there is a constant weeding out process going on. The employer is constantly sending away help that have shown their incapacity to further the interest of the business, and others are being taken on. No matter how good times are, this sorting continues. 
Only if times are hard and work is scarce, the sorting is done finer. But out and forever out, the incompetent and unworthy go. It is survival of the fittest. Self-interest prompts every employer to keep the best, those who can carry a message to Garcia. I know one man of really brilliant parts who has not the ability to manage a business of his own and yet who is absolutely worthless to anyone else because he carries himself constantly the insane suspicion that his employer is oppressing or intending to oppress him. He cannot give orders and he will not receive them. So should a message be given to him to take Garcia to Garcia, his answer would probably be take it yourself. Tonight, this man walks the street looking for work, the wind whistling through his threadbare coat. No one who knows him dare employ him, for he is a regular firebrand of discontent. He is impervious to reason, and the only thing that can impress him is the toe of a thick-soled number nine boot. Of course, I know that one so morally deformed is no less to be pitied than a physical cripple, but in our pitying, let us drop a tear or two for the men who are striving to carry on a great enterprise whose working hours are not limited by the whistle and whose hair is fast turning white through the struggle to hold in line dowdy indifference, slipshod imbecility and the heartless ingratitude, which, but for their enterprise would be both hungry and homeless. Have I put the matter too strongly? Possibly I have, but when all the world gone a slumming, I wish to speak a word of sympathy for the man who succeeds the man who, against great odds, has directed the efforts of others and, having succeeded, finds there's nothing in it, nothing but bare board and clothes. I have carried a dinner pail and worked for day's wages, and I have been an employer of labor. And I know there is something to be said on both sides. There is no excellence, per se, in poverty. Rags are no recommendation, and all employers are not rapacious and high-handed any more than all poor men are virtuous. My heart goes out to the man who does his work when the boss is away as well as when he is at home. And the man who, given a letter to Garcia, quietly take the missive without asking any idiotic questions and with no lurking intention of chucking it into the nearest sewer or of doing aught else but deliver it, never gets laid off nor has to go on strike for higher wages. Civilization is one long anxious search for just such individuals. Anything such a man, anything such a man asks shall be granted. His kind is so rare that no employer can afford to let him go. He is wanted in every city, town, and village, and in every shop, store, and factory. The world cries out for such. He is needed and needed badly. The man who can carry a message to Garcia. So maybe that's our key. Maybe if we want to be successful, what we really need to do is become the man who can carry a message to Garcia. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.